Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently just joined as members, and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. Welcome to episode 43 of the Spivey Special Podcast. We're on the Troy Palomalu episode. I got great the first, great first name, I'll tell you what, but the team is awful. I don't see how you're not a Steelers fan when Troy Palomalu was on the team. He's named after you. I don't know if that's like correct chronologically, I but think, I'll take it. I think it's true. <laughs> that's not right. All right. Well, we had a fun. We got a fun episode this week. Um, we're sticking to the two topics. We're starting out with food court files, and we're coming up with a Troy Spivey creation. Number this two. Kind of, this kind of one got. This one got out of hand, but it was amazing. Yeah, it escalated quickly. It was one of the most filling things I've ever eaten. The old Spivey special stuffed garlic bread kind of took the roof off, but was delicious. Yeah. It led to one of my favorite text messages I've ever received, which we'll talk about during the podcast. Pretty fun. Uh, we're also talking about, uh, we're doing our first top five list, I believe. This is, our first, is this our first list that we did? I think we did a top three. Okay. Well, we're doing the top know. five kids sports movies from the 90s. A very specific set of uh, guidelines to narrow it down, but maybe one of my favorite genres of movie. It's a very good genre. That 90s kid movie, Sports Edition. I mean, it sounds funny when you say it out loud. We were able to find 11, as we'll talk about in that segment, but we're excited to show you our top five from our childhood. I love all 11. It was tough narrowing it down to my top five, and our top fives were slightly different, although we shared a childhood, so I don't know how this happened, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, Troy, you want to get into the show? Let's do it. I will take a quick break and we will come back with food court files. All rise. It's time for the food court files. All right. This week for food court files, we've got another Troy Spivey creation. I'm very excited to talk about this one. This was one of the, the heaviest things I've ever eaten. Yeah, it was, it was good. Though. It was very, very filling. Shockingly, I only made it through half of my half, so I made it about a quarter of the way through my creation, and it was really delicious. Yep. In the world of man versus food, food won. Food definitely took care of business tonight. I will try it tonight. So, uh, so for this week, we made a stuffed garlic bread. The spivey special stuff. The spivey garlic special. It's kind of a spinoff of uh, one that we saw on southerndiscourse.com, but it we put a little spin on it, and it came out great. A lot of spin on it. spin All right, so uh, as you can tell from the title, we've got a... Uh, 
<laughs> as you can tell by the title, it it's got garlic bread, and it's stuffed with things. Oh, yeah. So we'll kind of break down what we did to it, but it's got a lot going on. We added, like he said, it's probably one of the heaviest things we ever we ever made, and it really wasn't that expensive to make either. Very reasonable. All right, let's talk about what we needed. So we had a, a loaf of Italian bread. We had garlic powder and butter, which was needed to make garlic bread. Yeah. Yeah. We had bacon. We happened to use turkey bacon, which normally I'd be against, but I think it actually worked for this because we didn't have any bacon grease getting into other things. Uh, we had uh, Alfredo sauce. We had... Uh, Ravioli. Raviolis. We had hash browns. Peas. Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then we covered it all with cheese. Yes, yeah, so it was like six pieces of chicken cutlet. A real thin chicken, which I think worked out for it. Um, it was mozzarella cheese. We used an entire bag of mozzarella cheese on the top of this thing. We used cheese ravioli, and we just used the whole bag of frozen cheese ravioli. We didn't make our own. It wasn't very fancy, but none of our meals really are. And then we did, like, I think it was like 12 strips of bacon. And this thing, it says it feeds four. It probably would feed eight, and we made it for under 20 bucks. Yeah, it's cost 14 bucks, I think. Yeah, so very reasonable. Um, a lot going on here. This is a busy kitchen today. Yeah, it wasn't a good kitchen if you had to be the one doing the dishes. That is for sure. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how we made this thing. Um, we'll we had a lot going on. Yeah, we'll kind of break it down in sections because there's so much you have to have going on, and you want it to all be done around the same time. So we had like four things going on at one time. So we had, uh, we have a ravioli boiling on the stove. Took about eight minutes for that. We had our turkey bacon cooking on the, cooking in a frying pan. And we had our, we cooked the chicken cutlet. We cubed it up in little pieces so they'd be kind of bite-sized. Added some different spices here or there. Yeah, I think we did garlic powder on the chicken and some black pepper. Wasn't anything fancy, but the flavor came out. So before we stuff the garlic bread, all the food needs to be fully cooked. It doesn't go in the oven long enough to actually cook the stuff. So just kind of warms it up and melts the cheese on the top. Right. So we got our turkey bacon. We had the ravioli. We cooked the chicken on the stove. On the stove. Those are our three stovies. It was cubed up. When the chicken was done, which took the longest, we poured all, poured our Alfredo sauce over the top of that. We also had some peas cooked up that we cooked. We used the microwave, just put a little water in there, steamed them up real nice in the... We ran out of burners on the stove, yeah. so... Out of burners. We had to go get another phone at the store, so... <laughs> All right, so uh, at the same time as that, we hollowed out our garlic bread bub by basically just ripping the inside of it out like you would on, like, a, a bread bowl. Yeah, so... Make sure you keep your innards, though, because you might have a little bit of extra stuff that was supposed to go inside. So I think we filled up on innards before we even dove into this because it took so long to bake, 15 minutes. I don't fill up, so that wasn't (laughs) a problem for me. That's true. All right, so we have our hollowed-out garlic bread. So once you hollow out your garlic bread, that was my duty. You're going to want to butter the in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You butter the inside. And then you're going to hit it with your garlic powder. Also, at the same time going, we had the air fryer growing, and we had 
four hash browns going at the same time. Again, yeah. McDonald's style hash brown. A lot of these meals is basically what we have left over from other things that we've cooked. So. Yes, yeah, so if we didn't mention hash browns before, because that was on a, a stove, it was over in the air fryer. So, again, a lot going on. For sure. So you have your hollowed out garlic bread there. It's not going to be cooked. It's just you just leave it there. Um, we mixed the uh, so after the chicken was done, we poured the Alfredo on. Then we mixed in the peas. We took the bacon off and kind of used a paper towel to get the excess grease off of it. And then we cut the bacon into small pieces. And then we added the bacon into the concoction with the rest of the Alfredo and whatever. Yeah, so you're going to have it just to kind of warm it. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have your chicken, your bacon, your peas, and your Alfredo sauce right there. And then you're just going to move everything over to the counter, and then you're just going to kind of fill in the garlic bread the best you can. We went uh, hash brown first, um, kind of staggered, so there was still some room for some other stuff. We then went full-on <laughs> ravioli we probably should have cut it up might have fit better but it looked pretty cool with full ravioli just flopping everywhere yeah we sent a picture to one of our uh, listeners a former guest tyler and he was looking at it trying to guess what it was and he said wait that's a whole ravioli on the right side and it, it warmed my heart that he noticed that just from the picture you'll see the pictures uh throughout this video but it was a full ravioli, <laughs> that is for sure. And that was what was so nice when you got into the eating portion. So now we have our um, hash browns in there. We got our raviolis in there. Now we're going to go over to the stove. We're going to get that concoction going. You're just going to kind of fill in the gaps. Yeah, we just started spooning it on top of the hash browns and raviolis until it felt like it was going to start falling over the edge of it. And we had a little bit left over, not a ton. We actually fit quite a bit in there because we left those gaps between the hash browns and the raviolis to really kind of fill that in with sauce and everything. Yeah, we kind of just did it with feel. We don't really have, like, measurements or anything. We kind of just like, yeah, full little thing of Alfredo sauce. Yeah, we saw a metric system on one of the things, and we're, we're not going to play that game. So we just winged it. So after you put your concoction there in between the hash browns and the ravioli, then you get to the old mozzarella cheese. They said two-thirds of a cup, so we said, okay, and we just did the whole bag of two cups of mozzarella cheese there because you're going to have two sides, obviously, of the bread. You cut it down the middle, hollow it out. Yeah, so we ended up having two of them. We used half the bag on each side. Uh, we had preheated the oven to 375. And then uh, once everything was put together, we put that um, in the oven in a cookie sheet, and we cooked that for, it says 15 minutes. The last couple minutes, we put it on the broiler just to kind of melt the cheese and make it a little bubbly. Yeah, you're going to know it's done when the cheese is melted on the top, and it's got a little golden feel the to garlic the top. Brown, the garlic bread should look a little toasted as well. Yeah, because you're going to, I mean, the way we ate it is you want to be able to pick it up. Right. So you don't want it to be too soggy and don't obviously want to keep it in there too long where it gets burned at all. Yeah, it needs to be like a French bread pizza when you pick it up and eat it, but a lot more going on than a French bread pizza. Yeah, I don't think the French could make something like this. No. <laughs> That's why Americans are huge. Yeah, we wouldn't be allowed back to France <laughs> if we made this while we were there. All right, so we took it out. We let it cool for a while. I think our big concern was there was a lot going on, and we might burn ourselves. So we actually we used some, we used some restraint, which I didn't think we had inside of us. 
And uh, we let it cool for a little bit. We cut it in half. We toasted it and we ate it. Yeah, and the, the flavor that hits you in the mouth here is just so incredible. We'll talk about it when we get to our rating systems. But the thing is, you're going to have to find that perfect bite where you get all the ingredients in there. Because we had a search for it. Uh, first couple bites, because on the edges, as you know, with a bread, it's kind of it kind of comes up to a curve, so there's not as much ingredients on the end there. So we probably should have bit from the middle and then gone on our way out. Bit from the middle, <laughs> like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was right though. Though once we made it to some of the, the more central bites, you get a little hash brown, you get a little ravioli. Those were the the, the scarce parts of it. Those were the cannoli. best bites. It really, like, the first bite was really good. Like, it's Alfredo and bacon and chicken and all that. It's like, I've tasted this before. But when you get to that middle and you get hash brown and ravioli. And peas. My brain just, like, stopped and shit off. And Is that your brain or your heart? Maybe both. Sounds about right. Yeah. We had the defibrillator there just in case. Uh, so, Troy, you want to do, this was your creation. We kind of brainstorm back and forth but you want to do our first raid i'm going to give it uh four and a half um i think the spivadilla earlier on our show if you want to check that out on our youtube page that one flavor wise for me just hit me a little bit differently this one was really really good um but not quite up to the spivadilla this is something i would definitely make again for a party you could cut this into eights easily you could feed 16 people with a, what we made, and that's less than a dollar a person. Um, the flavor was good. Once you got that perfect bite, um, there's hash browns, there's raviolis, there's the Alfredo sauce mixed in with the garlic bread was a really good flavor as well. So I'm going to give it four and a half spivy specials. I'm also going to give it four and a half spivy specials. That is my highest ranking on anything that we've done higher than this, Pividella even. And I think part of the reason for that is I wouldn't change anything. No. Everything that we added, even the peas and the turkey bacon, like turkey bacon, that's usually a that's a no-go for me in most cases, but it actually really worked out here. Um, I ate it. I ate way too much of that. And I had already eaten dinner, too, but I had to keep eating it because it was so good. And you had to find that perfect bite. The hash brown and the ravioli and all of it, it, it shouldn't go together, but it does. Yeah, they played off each other really well. You would think... You're just throwing stuff in bread. That doesn't make any sense. But we actually kind of had a plan behind it. It's Did what we, we had. <laughs> <laughs> I we like these things. Let's put it into a garlic bread. I mean, it turned out really, really well. I thought that the cooking amount of time that we cooked was perfect. Um, it was, like he said, there's a lot going on. There's a it lot. There was of a lot of dishes. A lot of dishes. That's at the why end. it didn't get a five for me. Flavors were on point. We wouldn't make any changes to it. I just wish we had a professional dishwasher that lived in our house that could could have uh, done those for us. But that was it. I think the hard part, though, is if we ever wanted to make it again, the measurements that we use, since we kind of just go for it. I mean, we put full packages of everything that we had into it, so it wouldn't have been that difficult. That's true. Just all go the for ravioli, it. all of the chicken, <laughs> all of the cheese. Yowzer. But yeah, this was one of the better tasting things. Um, still, I think that Spivadilla, you can go back and watch it on the YouTube page, um, was my best. But this is definitely close, close second with taste. 
I, I think I like the taste on this even better than this Bividello, and it wasn't messy. There's nothing I would have changed this Bividello. We had like three or four like things that we wanted to change and try on it, but I thought this turned out really well. Yeah, and it's not too difficult to I make. I had my doubts when you told me what we were making. Yeah, but again, like I said, it's not that difficult to make. I mean, it's something that you can throw in the oven and feed It works for all diets, too. Yeah, we, as we talked about, you'll see we have a video where we described how we liked it and all of that. Somehow it's Keto. Mm. I think it's Cheeto. Cheeto, that's mm -hmm. what it is. We're on the Cheeto diet. We're on the Cheeto diet. I knew it. Mm -hmm. I knew Keto <laughs> didn't sound like all right, I think that's all we got. You got anything else? No. You should make this one. Definitely. If uh, there's a there's a of few the ones we've made so far, this is the one I want to see someone make, and tag us in a video, showing you eating it because it was it was so good. Yeah, definitely. Any of these recipes that you guys make, you want to send us a picture of you eating it, or just a picture of you, you know, what it looks like when it's done, or even just giving us a feel on what you felt about our recipes we'd love to hear it um, we'll put it up on our social media give you a shout out we already had our first review on the bacon wrapped grilled cheese from victoria minor who's pretty awesome um, we appreciate you guys listening and actually taking our recipe serious because it's one thing food we are very we serious about food. we eat it every day yep tag us at spivey special facebook instagram twitter um, or send it to us at spivyspecialpodcast.com. But either way, um, I think that's all we got for Food Court Files. We'll take a quick break, and we will come back with... Do you like the sweet taste of Mountain Dew? Do you like your vodka to be both inexpensive and flavored like melons? Then have we got a beverage for you. From the minds of the host of the wildly popular podcast that shares its name, we bring you the Spivey Special. One part Mountain Dew, three to four parts Burnett's Watermelon Vodka, 100% fun. Drink one at your next party or at 3 a.m. playing Halo 3. Please enjoy responsibly. Hey, remember that thing? The moon landing. Jazz. Trapper keepers. Manners. Alf. Sunny D. Yeah, I remember those things. All right, this week for Remember That Thing, we are talking about kids sports movies from the 90s and we are going to be narrowing it down to our top fives we'll be debating i think i think most of the movies in our top five are pretty similar we'll get some debating we, to do yeah i think we got one difference um your number one's a lot worse than my number one so we'll kind of talk about that as we get going all right well we'll talk about so it's uh it has to be a kids movie uh we did allow for it just has to be a sports movie made for kids. It didn't necessarily have to have kids playing the sports. And it had to debut in the 90s. And I think those are our only rules. It seems like a pretty specific genre of movie, but we actually found 11 that we actually enjoyed that fit this criteria. So uh, we're going to start with the list. I'm going to talk about how I narrowed it down with my grading system. And I think Troy has something similar, maybe not. No. Troy just went with his gut, which <laughs> it's a big one. All right. Um, so we'll, start with, we'll start with our list. Uh, we narrowed it down to 11 that we found. Uh, they're in no particular order. Uh, we've got Little Giants, Mighty Ducks, 
which we did that as a group. So it has to be all three combined. You get the good, you get the bad, and there you have the Mighty Ducks. Sandlot, little big league. Angels in the outfield, big green. Space Jam, Ladybugs, which is probably the only one we haven't seen. Rookie of the Year, Air Bud, and Cool Runnings. That's quite a run for kids' sports movies in a very short window. A lot of baseball ones, and they all happen pre-strike. So we're like in a three-year, four-year window at the beginning of the 90s when most of those yeah, were hit in the theaters. Yeah, of the movie, of the baseball ones I have on my list, two of them are 93 and then one of them's 94. So right there on that cusp, like you said. Right before the strike. All right, um, I'm going to talk about how I did mine when I came up with my list. The things that I'm looking for, they don't necessarily all apply to all of them, but celebrity cameos, that's a plus for me. Uh, Just kind of brings you back into that movie, and you're like, hey, remember when that person was famous? Uh, Kids playing the sports was a plus for me. Uh, I liked relating to the characters, so that kind of brought me into the story when I was a kid. Like Like Goldberg? Mike Goldberg or Ham, mm-hmm. my two favorite kids sports movies characters from the 90s. Um, iconic music that reminds me of the movie. So if I hear a song from the movie, it makes me think of that movie. Like uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough makes me think of Remember the Titans every time that I hear it. Doesn't, didn't take place in the 90s, so it doesn't qualify for here, but that's kind of where I came with that. No skippable parts. So when I'm watching the movie, I don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to watch this part. Uh, rewatchability is it something I'm if it's on TV if I'm gonna watch it something I want to watch on a regular basis and does it hold up which some of these movies do not hold up which is why they did not make it into my top five still like them but they don't necessarily hold up over time Um, Troy we're gonna go let you start I think we decided we're just gonna go one through five Let's just jump in the deep Go the end, opposite. Baby. We're not saving yeah. anything. We're just going right no. for it. You can turn us off after we do our ones. Yeah. You've seen us run. You got like three or four <laughs> steps of us before we're done. So all right, try it. Start us off. Start with our one. And was there anything, any other grading criteria that you came up with, or are you just shooting from the hip here? I'm shooting from the hip. I kind of have a method to my madness that I'll kind of go over as I jump into my number one. And I'm not going to say it's my number one. I'm going to say it's the number one of the 1990s kids movies in the sports genre. Wow. A lot of people are going to question this choice. You know what? A lot of people have been questioning a lot of a lot of people have been questioning a lot of things in my life, but that's never going to stop me. So I have the 1994 box blockbuster i think it went down is with it a blockbuster the, i just think it it went down with the store so um little big league was actually my number one pick this was a movie that we watched a ton when we were kids uh, i'll kind of go over basically the plot a little bit here old billy haywood was a 12 year old kid his grandpa was the owner of the twins his grandpa passes away and when he i died his- all i got was a sweater he got a sweater. So uh, Billy Haywood's now the owner of the Twins. Um, he didn't really like the manager. He's kind of a jerk. So he ended up firing him. They went from the board. He became the manager, blah, 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 blah. They're in a close pennant race down the way. Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey Jr. come in, save the day for the Mariners. 
But the reason why this is number one, I'm going to go over it real quick. There's six little bullet points I'm going to have here. Okay. Six bullet points? They're quick. Don't worry. Wow. Okay. Number one, you have love. You know, you always need a good love story in a 1990s kids sports movie. Do you and that though? is Billy Haywood's mom and old Lou, which is the best player there on the Twins. So if you don't have that, I mean, I think that's the number one focal point for me. Um, number two, you have mystery, okay? A guy walks a, – <laughs> a guy comes into the – Guy comes into town on Friday, stays two days, and then leaves on Friday. I mean, how does he do it? I don't think anyone's going to know. You have course, his name is Friday. I know. Don't spoiler alert. You have jealousy, as you mentioned earlier. I mean, the one kid's grandpa died. All he got was a sweater. You have one of the best montages in all 1990s kids' movies. When they're starting to play well, you know, put me in coach, I'm ready to play. We're making diving plays. We're hitting shots down the in the gap. I think three or four doubles in a row down the line. The crowd's just really getting into it. You have an amusement park. They're standing out on the bridge. The You know, the water ride comes down. They all get soaked on the bridge of the amusement park. And you just have overall growth in Billy Haywood as a 12-year-old kid. The only reason he's able to become the manager is because it was during the summer break of school. So now he's a 12-year-old. He's getting cussed. He's getting suspended. He's starting to cuss out umpires. He gets suspended a game by his mother. There's just so much going on. And to end the movie, spoiler, close your ears if you haven't seen it, Randy Johnson, for some reason, is coming out of the pin as a lefty specialist. I don't get it. So he's trotting out in a must-win to get a one out as Big Lou. He's got to hit a home run if he wants to marry Billy Haywood's mom. You know, he makes a mistake, and Lou sends it for a ride. And, of course, in 94, I think Griff Griffey was probably pretty young. He goes out there and makes a great play and ends the season. But it just shows how good a job Billy Haywood did as a manager and as an owner because he even after they lost the fans, they just wouldn't leave. And they came out and they got the standing ovation there. I think at the time in the Metro dome. Okay. So let me get this straight. Um, of everything that you just read, the unrealistic part of all of that movie, the kid being the owner <laughs> and the manager, it's Randy Johnson coming out of the pen. That's the confusing part for you. It just doesn't make sense. It's a must win game. And Randy Johnson's coming out of the pen. Stop it. Okay. Um, I, I do like that movie. Um, it does have Ken Griffey Jr., so that counts as your celebrity cameo, and Randy Johnson, and a couple of big leaders. I think Lou Pinella too, came out to the mound to bring in Randy Johnson, if I it's, remember correctly. It's got the cameos. We don't have the kids playing. We do have the struggle of him trying to balance his um, friends and fishing time with managing the twins and owning the twins. I do. They got the music. There's a lot of skippable parts for me. I don't like when Grandpa dies. I don't like any of the love story stuff. I really just like the montage where they start being good at baseball. You gotta have it though. You gotta have his favorite player who's on the team. He has to trade because oh, he has to cut him. Uh, did he cut him or trade him? It's been I think a while he since cut I've him. Seen. Yeah, because he gets all excited for the CNI single and yeah. the right, like a fourteen hopper. <laughs> Such a good movie, though. I don't know. When's the last time you watched that movie? Is that rewatchable? It's very rewatchable. I'd watch it right now. It's been a while since I watched any of these movies on this list. I watch these all the time. Uh, Does it hold up? I I think think it would. I think it does. 
I think you could watch it now with your kids and they'd be like, wow, that's something I can do in a few years. Right. I mean, it made my top five. It's my number five though. So that's pretty far down there. I don't even know. It's like my number three out of just the baseball movies in my top five. So interesting pick. I picked Sandlot for my number one. That's, I mean, that's a great pick. That's my two. So it was a close one for me, but more, more relatable for me to the story because it's the kids playing baseball. So we've got that. We've got the iconic music throughout the music or throughout the movie. We've got them listening to Kila and all the different songs throughout the movie. I'll watch it from beginning to end. There's no part of that movie that I don't like. Rewatchability. I think I've seen it twice this year. Um, I just love it. I'll put it on. If it's on TV, if I see it on Netflix and I can't think of anything else, I'll put it on. It holds up pretty well. It takes place in like the sixties or whatever. So I think the only thing that doesn't, I don't like, um, what's his face? Smalls as an adult. I think that's the only part of the whole movie. I don't like when he's the announcer at the end. Cause he's the Dodgers announcer in like, it's gotta be like the eighties when clearly it should be Vin Scully. So that part of it, I don't like the rest of it is just so great. And it's got ham, which is the best character, maybe even better than Goldberg, which is debatable, but ham is just perfect. He should have won an Academy award for being in that movie. I don't think that's accurate, but I think it's true. Look up 1993 supporting actor and tell me who won. (laughs) That was better than, than ham in that movie. I mean, whoever got it, I'm guessing. Uh, there's just so many like quotable. You're killing me, Smalls is something that's just always been. Some lady named Ruth, Baby Ruth, mm-hmm. signed baseball. Um, Wendy Peppercorn. Gotta love Wendy. That was that, that scene doesn't really hold up, but no, she that, does. that's that that one was kind of awkward for me. That scene. That movie uh, te- I, teaches you how to make s'mores. I like when they did like they're up in the treehouse and they try to get the ball back the huge dog i like when they throw in the chew at the fair and they go on that spinny ride <laughs> yep. you play ball like a girl like all mm-hmm. of that stuff is just it's just great three yeah the good little good little pre-strike everyone loves baseball it's a fond memory and then it all goes downhill after that but sandlot i think that's my number one true what do you yeah, got like, for number two I already, unless you got I, anything else on I sandlot had, She's probably in your top five. Sandlot was my two. Okay. What's the next one on your list? We'll go for your two. Okay. My two, which I don't think made your top five somehow, is the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, it didn't make it. I don't we did a podcast on Mighty Ducks too, and it doesn't make your top five kids sports movie from the nineties. It doesn't make any sense. I think um, if it was like a larger genre, maybe it could have made it. But I mean, really, Mighty Ducks, how hard are they to beat? You just throw bread at them. It's stupid. <laughs> They're ducks. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, the only reason that it's not number one, because Mighty Ducks 2 is my favorite movie of any of these movies, is because we lumped it in with one and three, which I won't watch. One's pretty rough. The kid actors aren't really old enough to do it. Bombay is a, he got a DUI, so he has to coach the kids. Like a lot of that stuff doesn't really hold up. Um, some good iconic scenes from the first one, but two is just so good. It's got Keenan Thompson and Goldberg and Portman and all of them together. 
See, two is good, but like you, like you said, one and three are Go actually... back and listen to our episode on Mighty Ducks 2 f- to get my full take on that one, but two is just so good that it carries the other two up my list. Yeah, number three was so bad. I think that's where it came off for me. I liked one. Two was obviously the better of the three, but it just really didn't have any chance of sneaking into this very solid top five that I have going on over here. All right, what, do you have, by. what do you have at three then? Three, I've got a 1996 banger. I don't want to see the remake. Space Jam. That's also MJ. my three. You got MJ, you got Bill Murray, you got fun, exciting. It kind of feels like 2020. Um, it's based on a true story. Monsters versus the Looney Tunes. And it's just, I think it's really good music too. I think R. Kelly really peaked on this. Did Was he the one who sang that one? Yes. I believe that was R. Kelly. Fly. Yeah. So, he went downhill from there, but <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> yep, it's got celebrity cameos. We don't have kids, but you get Looney Tunes. That's just as good. Um, iconic music you mentioned. I'll watch that movie all the way through. There's no part of that that I would want to skip. Um, I like I've when seen that golfing. twice this year. Yeah, the golf scene's great. Him playing baseball's great. Jim Rome making fun of him on the TV is great. It holds up. I don't want them to remake it, but aren't they in the process of it? Yeah, it's already being made. I think it's already done. Oh, oh they lose. Yeah, me too. All right. So what do you have there for number four? I think Space Jam's a solid one. You have to have in your top I, five there. That one had to make the list. Um, I have rookie of the year at four. Uh, same four. Yeah. I now what puts this behind little big league and sandlot for you? Well, it's a 93 banger. I think the it, one... Re- the, he's on the Cubs. How is this that, not higher on your list? That's how he made the list. Okay. Um, I just don't think this one's... As a baseball guy, I think that managing at 12-year-olds is more realistic than pitching in the major leagues <laughs> at age 13 or however old he was. Hurts his arm. He throws a strike. The thing that bugs me, too, about this movie is he throws a strike from the outfield, and then they, they try to tag him at home. Like, would that count as an out? I don't get why the guy had to, like, sneak <laughs> under the tag. It's definitely a ground rule double. I don't get what just happened in that play, but um, he turns big time. Um, I just don't get, too, how he's strike one of the best hitters in the majors out with a lob ball. How's that big guy not just hit it to the moon? He's not expecting it. Didn't you see Grinky throw that 57 mile an hour one the other day? Okay. This one was like 13 miles an hour. (laughs) The guy licked his lips 17 times and still swung through it. They used to do that to Mark McGuire when he was in that in 98, when he was on the home run chase, they would throw the lob balls to him because he couldn't hit it out. I think this guy should at least make contact, at least right. fouled it off and got another pitch. Right. Definitely. I just, I just don't the like floaty loft ball. He's definitely making contact, but he could have gotten out out of it. I just like the other pitcher. Who was that? Gary Busey, right? Yeah. I think that's the a rocket. good support. That's a good supporting cast. Yeah, Daniel Stern's really good too. The guy that plays the clubhouse assistant that locks himself mm-hmm. in the thing. <laughs> With the seeds and all that. Doesn't he lock himself between the doors in the hotel? The two too? double doors, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, That's a good one. He's definitely a good one. Same type of uh, him, him struggling to be friends with his friends while managing his 
big league role. So similar to little big league. I um, think honestly, this was I love when he before. makes the Pepsi commercial with Ray Charles. That's a good scene too. Very good scene. But again, I just, the unbelievability of it, I think is what takes it down a couple of notches for me. Like at that age, let's say I was, we probably didn't watch it right when they came out. We were like six to eight range. You were a little bit older, but I felt like I could manage a team more than I could pitch for one. Well, you didn't have a freak arm that would allow you to throw like 110 or however fast he was throwing in the movie. Yeah. And our grandpa didn't own the twins. Yeah. That helped Billy. We were more <laughs> of the sweater kids. <laughs> I do have a sweater. All right. Um, we already talked about my five because I had little big league. What is our other movie that creeped in? This is our sixth movie of the 11. Yeah, I didn't have the Mighty Ducks because of the bread thing. I'm on a carb-free diet. Um, I went with an, another 93 banger. So three of my five were made in 93. And it's a good it's cool, year for kids' movies. Cool runnings. You know, you got Coach John Candy as seen in a van in Home Alone. You got track stars. You know, they trip each other. They still want to go to the Olympics, so they make themselves a Jamaica bobsled team. You did, man. You got that good ending of grit and fire as they crash, but they still, you know, carry it all the way to the finish line. They get this standing ovation, even though I'm pretty sure they got last place. Yeah, they absolutely did. <laughs> I think when you crash and carry your bobsled across, that you're automatically last place. But they made it they... through the qualifiers. No, I like that movie. That that was close for me. That was one. That was my last one in. If we were doing March Madness, um, no, it was good. Good music. I love the songs. It's funny. There's stretches that I just don't care for that I wouldn't want to watch all the time. Yeah, I feel like the I'd watch one, him line dance all the time. I love that scene, but or the bar fight. Yeah, I think that's the same um, scene. They're at the country bar. It? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You love it like, so much, you don't even remember the movie at all. <laughs> I remember parts of it. I just don't like the um, relationship between the one sprinter and his dad. I thought that was weird. The guy didn't want him to go. Yeah, the rich kid. Yeah. I don't know. I just. Like you said, Mighty Ducks probably would have been higher on my list if I didn't have to add one and three. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Airbud, uh, that one almost snuck in because you want to talk up. Oh, you want to talk about realistic. <laughs> There's no There's rule against your golden retriever being on the team. No, on your school base, your school basketball team was Airbud yeah, in like class? Did they make him like? I was wondering the same. This thing. is like Miami to- University where they. The kids are taking the classes for the dog. Probably. They're like, this clearly wasn't done by the dog. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> you signed it at the bottom. You'll see yeah. the paw print. <laughs> All right. You, you got anything else for any of these other movies? I, I can't believe I haven't seen Ladybugs. It's got Roddy Dangerfield as a soccer coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad we didn't go 2000s because, um, She's the man, and Bend It Like Beckham might have made it in there. Well, remember the Titans absolutely would have. Oh, remember the Titans is my number one yeah. sports movie in general. Well, that's a different episode. We'll talk about that's that. That's a hot take right that's there. That's not better than Caddyshack, so you can stop there. You kind of look like a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar, Sorry. 
All right. That's, I think we're going to end it with that. <laughs> you look like a whale. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. All right. I think that's all we got. We'll take a quick break and we will wrap up the show. All right. That's going to wrap up the show. Another fun episode in the books. We are still stuffed from the Spivey special stuffed garlic, garlic bread. bread. Absolutely. Had a fun time talking about our kids' sports movies from the Love. 90s. Got to go specific. Yeah, you can't just throw it out there with that. You There's have too all. many kids' sports movies to just narrow it down. We had to narrow it down. All right, well, uh, make sure to check out our show on YouTube. You can watch us making our crazy concoction from the mind of Troy Spivey. Um, check out our website, spiveyspecialpodcast.com, to see uh, recipes that we have posted. And um, Troy, we got anything else? Check out us on social media at Spivey Special Everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All you right. can con- contact us on the website as well. If you guys have any questions or any recipes, go ahead and tag us and stuff on social media. I think that's it. All right. Troy, Jack you're set. Is fatter. Right, Later. <laughs>